Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marriage or Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hi. Uh, I want to start off by saying we went to Woodlock last week, last weekend, just for two nights. We were there for like a day and a half, right? I think this is kind of a perfect setup for this episode about therapy, and I'll get into it later. I'm not going to like go crazy with it right now. I had such an amazing time. It was the first time that we were all away as a family in three years maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was just two nights it was like when i say we were away it was a tease it was such a tease you know um but it relates to this episode in such a tremendous way really and we'll get to that but i i just wanted to say it was just so awesome just to be away and just the five of us to be alone no you know, can I call a friend? Can I do whatever? Let's do this. Let's make a plan. Like it was, no, we're all here. We're contained. There's activities. We're going to do them. We were all together. And I I just enjoyed myself more than I can remember in such a long time. Yeah, we needed it. Mm-hmm. Woodlock is a resort in the Poconos, by the way. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't say that. But <laughs> we totally needed it. And it was really wonderful. And it was too short. But um. But yeah, the idea of us, the five of us being away. I mean, this was the first time we hadn't been in our house all together. I can't remember when. But right. It was five of us not contained in a house where there's options, but we're like, oh, really? Like with the yeah. kids and whatever. And it was almost like we were away and I was almost like, oh, right. I have a family. And I enjoy spending time with them. Right. You know? Yeah. And I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we're coming off of a we were coming off of a really hard time. We did the episode, the contentious episode where we had been fighting a lot. And um, we had d- we did an episode last no two weeks ago when we were in the midst of this just really awful time. We were dealing with stuff with the kids and stuff with the two of us. And we we released this episode where I just felt like the vibe was so off. And right. I. I don't know. I was my head was not in it. I was all over the place, and <clears throat> I think we were dealing with with the fighting between us. But it wasn't like a fighting episode. It was supposed to be like a light hearted episode, and I just couldn't fit the vibe. Although you totally did, you were really good, and I and I was just like, you know what? I can't. I Wait, can't put this out there. Wh- which episode was this? We did like a, and the winner is for a yeah, season. Yeah, because I don't feel like I was good at all. Like I, like you said to me, you felt like you were too harsh, and when I yeah. listened, I felt like I was too harsh. Oh, that's interesting. And it it was just not the right. Like it was such a a great episode that could have been, and I want to do it again. Right. And that's why we took it down, and I I want to do it again. I really do because it 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 could have been so much fun. 
Yeah. But we were just not at the right No, it place. was just a horrible couple of weeks all around. Like, really, really hard. But I wanted to say, you know, we were fighting about house stuff and, you know, the mental load and everything like that. And the last couple of weeks have really been amazing. Oh, really? Because you haven't said that to me. They've been really, really great. They, I mean, I feel like you've been, you, something clicked. And, and I, you know, I don't know what'll happen in you know a month three months (laughs) six months how long is it gonna last no no yeah don't even say that but yeah that's kind of how i feel but in the meantime that's why it's so important to talk about these things is that i don't know what it was that finally clicked for you about the fact that i was just drowning but you definitely stepped up and like everything has kind of been different for the past few weeks do you do you like know what it was that yeah i totally do because i've been thinking about it a lot and you know, we had, before we released that episode and got rid of it and everything, we had a big talk and you made me understand what was bothering you and what this fight was all about, how it happened. And, you know, I was just so caught up in the monotony of like our lives and what we were doing and not realizing, you know, like I said, like I just said before, like I have a family and like, oh yeah, they're fun to be with too, but there are responsibilities too. And like all that stuff, like I was just so laser focused on, you know, work and how our regular, regular lives are and what we usually do. And, and it just became, you know, I guess mainstream in my mind. I like, this is how we're chugging along. This is our lives. This is the way it is. And we're just going as we go. But there were too many big things in the way, too many hurdles that I wasn't even realizing how important they were and what was happening. And this, first of all, our talk, you made me realize, you know, first is, oh yeah, this shit is going on. This is more than our mainstream stuff. Like we need to, like, I need to be present for this stuff. Like I get it. I understood. Like for the first time we had an argument, but then I realized, oh shit. Yeah. Like Mm. I get it. I really do. And then this woodlock, getaway was like oh and i enjoy you know Mm -hmm. i enjoy us and i forgot how to have fun with my family yeah everything has been so hard and such a struggle and we've been problem solving constantly and and that's another thing we're gonna get to also Mm -hmm. that um, we'll elaborate on too as we go through this okay yeah so um as quickly as i went through all your questions they were actually well thought out i think i hope i hope uh-huh. So let's go. Yeah. Well, we're, the episode is about therapy because right. for a long time, people have been asking us to do an episode about this. I think especially from the fact of we've spoken about before that I've been in therapy for a really long time. Off and on, there have definitely been periods of my life where I probably should have been in therapy, but I wasn't. Um, and I think that you for a long time, just like many, many partners, especially male partners, were extremely opposed to the idea of therapy, either by yourself or as a couple. You just wouldn't do it. And they do say, and I don't know who the they is, but I do know that it is a thing, that it takes around six years to convince a person who does not want to go to therapy to go. So the earlier that conversation starts, the better. So All right, so what's the... It takes six years to convince somebody to go to therapy. So... What's the deviation there if you're male versus female or, you know, whatever else? Is it longer for men? Because I know one of the questions down the list that you asked me is why do you think that men in general have such a hard time seeking therapy and willing to go to a therapist? So is it like 
it takes a week to convince a woman and 10 years to convince a man. So you meet in the middle and you have five years or six years. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. where, where's the male? Well, uh, men, men seeking therapists are outnumbered by women seeking therapists two to one. So double the amount of women okay. go to therapy, I guess, you know, just naturally on our own. So it is true. It is a fact. It is a fact. That men are not as willing to go to therapy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, it sounds right. I just didn't know if it was documented or whatever. Yeah. And I would say, I, I haven't done this research. However, we have had a lot of therapists on and, you know, I've done a lot of research on it. Well, not this particular thing, but I would think that what ultimately happens is that men are, are are chugging along, like you said, right? You're chugging along, chugging along, and then all of a sudden things kind of explode. And you're sort of like, oh, shit. I, 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 it's not okay. I, I need something. And things get to a point where they're so bad that you realize that you need outside help, that you can't do it yourself. And that's what I think probably ultimately happens, right? That it gets to a point where you realize this is not something that I can just take care of on my own. I need outside help. And sometimes that can take a while because sometimes it takes a while for that bubble to burst, right? For the explosion to happen. I mean, you can, you know, you can be going along and everything is status quo and seems okay. But if you feel like you're drowning, ultimately... Shit's going to go down. Yeah, I thought about it when you asked me about, you know, why do I think men are not as willing to go to therapy? And I can totally relate to it and understand, yeah, it completely makes sense. I mean, we're problem solvers. We fix things. We want to be there to resolve your issues. Like if somebody... Like if if you have something to say to me and you're concerned about something... Unless it's about housework. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, (laughs) Fuck that. Not me. Well, okay. (laughs) Not, Not... Adam for the past three weeks. Uh, no, yes. oh come on, no, disagree. Anyway, you know, if you come to me and talk to me about something, my initial reaction is, okay, how do I fix it? How do I problem solve it? Mm. Not, okay, let me listen to what she's saying, take that in, and digest it for myself. It's how can I fix your problem, right? So I relate it to kind of like. It's why men don't ask for directions, right? right? We can figure it out. We can problem solve this shit ourselves until we can't. Until there's 12 holes in the wall to put up a picture. Right. Yeah. We can do it. We don't need we don't need help. We don't need outside shit to take care of what we can do until we do. Mm-hmm. And then we go and get help to get those things taken care of. Right? Right. And an interesting thing is that according to a 2015 study women initiate 70 percent of all divorces that's seven in ten marriages end because the wife i'm talking about heterosexual marriages because the wife ended it and and the reason why this happens is because men just go about thinking everything's fine like you you know you were thinking oh it's just monotonous it's just status quo or whatever and meantime my stomach was in my throat for you know a year about all the shit that we were dealing with with Mia and you know all like the other stuff that we were that was going on in our life and you were kind of just trekking along again providing for us you know at at, at your job doing all important things doing all the things that I'm used to doing yeah yes. yeah and you know it's not like you were just like twiddling your thumbs you were doing shit 
But it wasn't, it, there was so much more going on outside of that scope that I think you never even, you know, you just didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what happens, I think, is that, you know, we're, we're sitting there feeling everything, feeling the weight of everything. And, and you guys just don't feel the weight the same way until finally we're like, we can't fucking do this anymore. And finally, we're just like, you know what? I'm, I'm out. I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I think that's probably why. I think a lot of times men don't even realize the extent of how bad things are. So, um, you know, so I think that that's really interesting. And I, I also truly believe that if more men sought therapy, that number would not be, you know, as high. That, that, that's, it's, it's a very huge missing component. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I want But by the way, yeah, yeah. sorry to cut you off. No. I hope to be able to, I don't want to say convince, but help make the transition easier for men to think about therapy through this episode and less scary and less intimidating because I went through it too, right? So, my goal here is like, just listen to what we have to say. And it's not as scary and as intimidating as you think therapy might be. And it doesn't have that stigma of negativity that I think we grew up thinking what therapy was. Mm-hmm. Weakness. Yes. That it's equated with weakness. Right. I can't deal with my own shit. Well, it's not just weakness. It's when we were growing up, it, you didn't go to a therapist. You went to a shrink, right? And it, and a shrink has that negative connotation to it where something's wrong with you and you need help and you need to be fixed and you need to, you know, not let somebody else know about this and it's secretive and all these negative aspects to, you know, the word shrink just became like, Oh, I don't think I grew up with the word shrink. Really? I don't think there was so. no therapist in the eighties and nineties. There were shrinks. Oh no. I think I saw a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe in my world, right? There right. were shrinks, and maybe out, yeah, maybe different places. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where it's kind of thought of as this scary, intimidating, negative, all the wrong, bad words about what this thing actually is, just about bettering yourself and bettering everybody around you because you're a better self. Right. And in general, I think society in many ways, we're becoming open about so many things, therapy being one of them. Um, You know, we there's a there's a meme out that says, you know, when our parents were, you know, were our age and they would, you know, they would be like, did you hear about that couple? They're seeking therapy or, you know, that woman's in therapy, you know, like the whisper, you know, you don't want anybody, but you're gossiping about it or whatever. And now today, you know, we're all like. What day of the week you going to therapy or, you know, I just like I literally start every sentence with, well, my therapist says it's (laughs) it's just different now. You know, it's just not as for the most part, I you know, I'm not I'm generalizing, but I do think that now, as with so many things, we're opening up about it. And I think therapy in some ways, like, you know, a lot of celebrities talk about it. I don't want to say it's trendy because I do think it's something that's super valuable and it's not just a trend. I think you can use the word trendy in certain situations about therapy, mm-hmm. that it is a trend. I, you but know, it's you, a good trend. Totally. Yeah. But, I mean, you will, I mean, 
think about how many celebrities you heard of talking about therapy 20 years ago and then 10 years ago and then now, right? So mm-hmm. it is kind of a trendy thing, which great, like you just said, get more people to go to therapy because... Yes, Stern has talked about it for a long time, well, Howard Stern. He's, he was one of the like the originals. Yeah, right? so, and it's great because I think for his audience, that's really important. You know, I think he's got a ton of male listeners, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of women also, but I do think that it's it's great. Yeah, uh, totally. And he also talks about having a small penis, which is great for us guys too, right? So Because we don't have to be embarrassed about that. <laughs> do you think he really does or do you think that's a shtick? Well, he in one of his episodes, he episodes one of his shows one of his like he has everybody measure their penis but i don't think he's ever done it on air. yeah they went into a bathroom he fred uh gary and yeah they went into a bathroom with somebody with a measuring tape and they all went in and did a measurement and i think yeah he came out at like six inches or something right oh that's not bad right? i mean but he's six four or whatever uh-huh. right so six inches on him versus six inches on a Five foot ten guy, yeah. different situation, right. right? You know yeah. what I mean. So, yeah, I and, love that and, he and talks I think that's about erect, all that but, stuff. But erect, by the way, like not you know not flaccid. How did he get erect to go in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Like well, Gary, they, like they were something? talking about that, like how how they were getting you know oh. erect, how they were getting a boner right in the bathroom. Every, every guy measures their penis right at some point. Well, it depends where you start from. You have to start at the asshole and then go all the way wrap <laughs> around and get to the front. Yeah. <laughs> I measured like 15 inches the other day. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know that it is. It is true. This openness about it has made it, you know, so much better. And and you know, I think that in the city, a lot of people go, and it's um, it it has to do a lot with like I think uh, it's seen as intellectual. You know, you're you're learning more about yourself, and you're wanting to to learn more about your place in the world, and you're you know. There's just so many things, I think, that have changed. But when I was growing up, I think I went to therapy. Um, when I was in middle school, I had a, I mean, I, I know so many girls have an awful middle school experience. Seventh grade for me was like the worst year. I mean, I had all my friends turned on me. It was like a terrible, awful time. And I remember going, asking my parents if I could go to therapy. I had seen, I think my first experience with quote unquote therapy was with a school counselor. You know, I used to go to the guidance counselor and she was really nice and whatever. But, you know, it's the school guidance counselor, which is great. But I think that, you know, you're still in school. You're still feeling like you're you're restricted a little bit from talking about certain things. And um, and, you know, and for all you school guidance counselors out there, God bless you, because I think that's probably a really hard job. Uh, right. No, you just wanted to be out of the element, not in a situation where you're at school, kids are there. Yeah, and then like, you're coming out and you're crying hysterically. And, you know, how many times can you do that before you're like, all right, I, I kind of need like a well, separate space. When you're out of school, you're in a completely different world. Like, do you remember ever food shopping and seeing a teacher food shopping? Mm. And you're like, that's the weirdest fucking thing I ever saw in my life. Like, my teacher is right there and she's another person. I right. thought she was just a teacher. Right. You know? So I think it's kind of relatable. Like, with a ther- like if you're, if you're needing counseling or therapy or whatever, being in a school versus being out of the element, being yeah. out of the school, it's a completely another world. Totally. Like, you'll say things and think differently and, mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And so I, I asked them, I think, I think I asked them if I could go to therapy. And again, this, we're talking 30, 30 plus years ago. God, who the fuck am I to say that? But 30 plus years ago. And I, I think that I probably told them I needed a therapist. My mom probably like asked, you know, one of her friends, do you know the name of a therapist? The friend said yes. And I went to see that therapist. I don't think 
they were like looking around and seeing, you know, who specializes in like, you know, teenage girls and who specializes in this kind of conflict. And well, did I want a male or a female or did I want, you know, I don't think they, there, there was that much breakdown that there was there that much care taken into it. And I'm not blaming them. I think a lot of that just had to do with the time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think I have such great memories of it and I don't think it really helped because I don't think it was the right person. Um, you know, like I just don't think it was somebody who I really felt like I could open up to. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of that probably had to do with that. It was just like, you know, a, like a, whatever, a socket, a plug in a socket. A, I'm sorry. You know, like it was just like t- fitting in patient doctor. Like it was just, I was the patient. They were the doctor and we just like met. It wasn't any kind of like, I don't know how to explain what the fuck I'm saying. Okay, no connection. Like, no... Yeah, there wasn't any right. any research done right. to was, get me with the right person. Okay, right. It was just you wanting to talk, and it was them wanting to listen, but there was no chemistry between you two to understand... Right, right. ...a relationship of doctor, you know, patient kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, okay. I think I understand. Yeah. All right. Uh, we do have to take another... Uh, oh, shit. Not another. We have to take our first break, but... Um, I'm a little confused. I need structure. And we just jumbled through a bunch of different questions. Mm-hmm. And I need help with layout and asking questions so I can answer <laughs> properly. So let's figure this out. You want to go chronological? <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. All right, so for me... Um, I went to a therapist, or what I thought was a shrink back then, as a child, you know, probably in my early teens, and I started with some therapy. And I don't remember anything. I don't remember talking. I don't remember. I went from one to the next to the next to the next because nothing was working for me, right? Like, I don't, I don't even know if I opened up or anything. I just remember hating it. I remember the only memory that I have of therapy is sitting there talking to this Remember in Goodwill Hunting when he goes to all the different therapists Mm -hmm. and there's this one like drawn out older guy and he's just like not even the epitome of a therapist of a psychologist and I'm sitting there sweating from my armpits as a child uncomfortable like I don't know what I'm doing like I hated it and there's nothing more that I can say about it because I don't remember anything else about it. I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I just remember being really maybe scared and uncomfortable and talking to a older man like that. It just didn't do it, anything for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, nothing came out of it. Right. Yeah. Was he a specialist in ADHD? No, that was later on. Right. So this is- Well, was you probably just... still had ADHD. You just hadn't been diagnosed oh, yet. Oh, to- yeah, completely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was- I mean, I was Ian. I was our, you know, our middle son, Ian, if nobody has listened to an episode before who knows who <laughs> Ian is. Um, I, I was, you know, all bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I was, you know, total ADD, ADHD kid. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, we can get to that too. But I'm talking about just mm-hmm. therapy sessions. 
didn't work for me. Right. Yeah. Not as a kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's also very hard to go to a therapist when you're that young and everything and feel like you can trust a stranger and, you know, with your... Right. It's 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 hard enough to realize what you're thinking at all. And then you're talking to this person who you don't know in any other context and who hasn't really gained your trust. And Yeah. Well, not only that, like you just said when you were younger, you said to your parents, I want to go see a therapist. Right. So you initiated. I think, I think. Or you think you. Well, you you were conscious, conscious of the fact that you wanted to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't. I had no idea of what it was or what it, it was like, oh, he needs to go get help, right? So, like, I wasn't involved in any way in in decision-making or anything like that. It was plot me down on the couch and talk to somebody. Right, without- and again, there probably wasn't a lot of, I don't, your mom probably, again, say I'm not blaming her, same way I wasn't blaming my parents, but they probably didn't do a whole lot of research into, like, oh, this will be a good fit for Adam. Right. So maybe they did. I don't know. It's possible they did, but I don't, maybe therapy wasn't just right for me, even though I needed it. You know, maybe I was too young. Maybe it wasn't, Mm -hmm. maybe it should have been an, you know, specialist ADHD doctor from when I was 12, not 17. And who knows how many existed back then. Right. It didn't, ADHD didn't exist when I was 12. Like ADD did. did. I mean, was it a thing? Like, was it? A thing when we were right, 12. not like, like now. No, yeah. I mean, there probably was not a specialist, or there were three in the country, yeah. or something. Yeah, you know, definitely. Right. Uh huh. Um, and then you didn't go again at all, right? Until no. yeah, there was no interim. Um, yeah, in college, I didn't really go. I, I, and I, you know what? And that was so stupid because I was in New York City. I was at NYU. It probably probably had fantastic therapists, and they were probably fucking free. At college, like I probably could have gone and talked all I wanted to, and it was probably free for right. students, but I didn't go. Um, and I, you know, I, that was probably, I think, really the beginning of college was when my OCD started to manifest when I moved to the city, and it was a lot of change, and it was a big transition, and AIDS was rampant, and you know, we were hearing things on the news about, you know, someone gave some, you know, someone put a needle in somebody's arm with AIDS in it and blah, 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 you know, HIV or whatever and all these stories and my OCD was just going rampant. Um, But I didn't seek any help. And, um, and, you know, it was still manageable. Like I was still able to go out and have fun and whatever, but it it definitely was affecting me. Uh, And then um, I didn't really go to therapy again, I don't think. I think I went all through high school, didn't go through college. And then uh, I think I didn't really seek therapy again until I was pregnant with Mia. And that was like a same kind of, was like a same kind of thing I was dealing with an explosion, a terrible, horrible situation that I just couldn't put off anymore. Did you go to a therapist or just the OCD doctor that we went to? Right. You, so, did you go to both or? Yeah. So a little backstory. I, people who haven't listened to all the pregnancy episodes and stuff. Basically, I had an OB who uh, was just pretty awful. I mean, really pretty awful. It was a pretty traumatic experience. And um, he told me to go off my meds, my SSRIs. I was I was always going to a psychiatrist because I was on SSRIs. Right. Um, and he told me to go off. 
and trying, you know, being the good girl that I was, I went off my SSRIs. Oh, I've always been on Zoloft. So I went off Zoloft and I spiraled plus the hormones from being pregnant. And, um, and it was awful. And I remember my OB who made me feel so much shame and everything about how, how my, how much my OCD was manifesting. And I think it was bugging him because, you know, I was calling him a lot on his office hours and, you know, I would, I would call and, and talk about ridiculous things that I was worried about. And he was like, I think sick of it. And he, and he arranged for me to see a therapist. Um, and the therapist, I remember going in and telling him, I'm diagnosed with OCD. And I remember the therapist saying to me, well, let's go back and talk about your childhood and try to figure out where this OCD is coming from. And that's a huge fucking red, red flag if you have OCD. Sounds like it. Yeah. Complete <laughs> red flag. If you have you know, OCD or whatever, yes, there are some things that are very much can be triggered by childhood and OCD can be triggered by things, trauma, change, you know, drastic change, uh, hormones types, you know, your OCD can be triggered, but it's not the type of thing where like you just get OCD because something happened. It is something inherent in our biology and, you know, chemistry and, and, um, and you know, you're kind of wired with it. So he said that to me and I remember sitting in that office being like, I knew I was like, I know this isn't my childhood. Like this is more than that. This is something that is me. I am, you know, I, this is in me. And, um, and then we found, uh, the OCD doctor, my aunt actually found him. And, um, and I remember going to the OCD doctor and being like, holy shit, I can't believe somebody understands me like Mm -hmm. this. And he was saying, you know, and I would tell him things and instead of saying, oh, well, let's see from your childhood why you think you did that. He was like, OK, yeah, what else? Uh huh. Yeah, what else? And here's, you know, and and very like unfazed by it all because he's heard it all before. Mm-hmm. And and the treatment plan and everything. I just remember being like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's a doctor who actually knows. Right. Like he knew everything you were going to say before you said it. And he was like, oh. Well, here's what you need to do, and this is what we're gonna the what's it called the um the treatment that we're gonna go with, mm-hmm. and like he knows it's not a therapist; he's specialized in this, right? So it helped you out more than just somebody who doesn't know he's OCD. He's a specialist, yeah. You know, but he's yeah who who doesn't understand it and thinks oh something traumatic happened to you and this is what brought it on. Like no, like. Right. This is like you were everything you were just saying. Right. Like he didn't make me feel crazy. You know, it was the first time I really didn't feel crazy. I just felt like this was something that was in me that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would and I remember saying to him, he'd be like, what's the worst thing that you think? And I would be like, I feel like uh, yesterday I was driving to the food store and I hit somebody when I was driving and then I had to turn around and go back and make sure I didn't hit them. And then I thought I hit somebody when I turned around and went back. And I remember him being like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. Whereas the other therapist was like, oh my, what, this is insane. What (laughs) happened to you when you were three that, you know, what the fuck did your parents do? So it was just a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of my next. That was when I thought to myself, oh, shit, therapy really fucking works. Yeah, it is for real. OK. All right. Um, I want you to ask me questions now. Mm. So because I'm lost in your list of questions because we went through everything all at once. I don't even know what I asked. You. <laughs> so 
Um, I want to make this easy for me. Okay, let me see your sheet. Because I <laughs> well, don't no, even know what I asked answers. you. I don't want to look at your answers. I just want to, I'll look at the bold. Okay. Um, look at, look oh. at how nicely I have things laid out, by the way. Like I bold the questions. Yeah, and, you do. And then I bullet, bullet the, points. my answers. Yeah, whereas opposed to me, who's <laughs> just like a fucking jumbled mess. <laughs> it's a novel. Um, well, first of all, I want to ask you why you think you put it off for so long because I did ask you for a really long time to go. I mean, and even, and even now I'm going to be honest. I, I commend you for going and I commend you for doing it, but there is still a lot of hesitancy there in the fact that when I have asked you to go, when things really hit the fan, like when shit here really hit the fan, you are that example of a guy who wouldn't go, wouldn't go, wouldn't go. And then I said to you, I, I can't stay with you unless you go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And like you were like, okay, make me an appointment. And we had to go, you know, you wanted to go to somebody through insurance and that, you know, makes things a little bit harder, which so many people can only go through insurance. That makes so much sense. Therapy is so expensive. And you went, and then I feel like you went for like three months, right? I'll and explain. you were like, "I'm done. I did. Th- I did the therapy." No, that's not true. Okay, and then mm-hmm. I also feel like sometimes I'll say to you, like, "Okay, I made you an appointment." Which why I'm still making an appointment, I don't know. But I'm like, I made you an appointment, and I recently heard you say, and I told you about this that it bothered me. You were speaking to the therapist and she said to you, so what's going on? And I was like about to go upstairs and you were in this room on Zoom, you know, telehealth. And you said to her, I don't know. Danielle told me she wanted me to meet with you. And I was like, are you fucking serious? That's your answer? Well, no, but I have so many things that I could probably talk about with a therapist. It's like, why am I here now? Like, what's this specific thing about? So you say Danielle made me go? I don't even remember that happening. I wanted to rush in here and be like, all right, here is the fucking lowdown on what's going on. Did that happen or is that what you expected would happen and you dreamed it and it was your reality? Like, Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It was 100% a reality because I was outside the door and I remember I was walking upstairs because I wanted to give you privacy and I heard that. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker's got it. <laughs> I was like, no way. You know, like th- that's that that's his thing that I made him go. All right. Let me break this down. OK. Why was I against therapy for so long? Not because I'm against therapy at all. At all. No matter what. And now that I've done it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> no. But now that I understand what it is, I completely appreciate and respect everything about it but it was just like i didn't need something else i didn't i didn't i didn't want another thing to commit to and be part of my daily routine not daily but weekly routine or whatever it was just all right i have to go once a week i have to schedule this thing like i have to like it's now another thing you know what i mean do you understand what i'm saying you're looking at me with like wide eyes well i was the one scheduling it so no but but i'm the one who has to go but it's right it's another thing i get that it wasn't i totally get that it wasn't a like right now once a week i'm driving to a thing and i have a a commitment i have Uh, no i hear you i don't know how like yeah i get that i get that yeah yeah now that you know we're all familiar with zoom and that's a that's a thing yeah 
so much easier. I could do it. You know, what you said to me, you want to meet with a therapist on zoom, you know, last week I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Do you want me to in? I'm in. Do you want, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Totally. But it's like, all right. So do I have a four o'clock on a Tuesday? I got to drive an hour away. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no, like I can't, mm-hmm. you know, even do I need it? Probably. Am I going to do it? Probably not. Probably. <laughs> what was the second part of that question no i totally get that because i feel like that sometimes too i wake up in the morning and i you know i look at my calendar and i realize i have therapy at nine o'clock and i'm like oh god i have so much work to do and i just want to like you know get my shit done and whatever so i totally get that yeah and i first of all their hours are my hours where i'm at work and it's like okay yeah. so now i have to think about how am i going to leave the how am i going to leave work and be gone for two hours and draw you know like it's just it's too much. It's I, I can't do that. They're not there right. when I'm done with work and I can go there at night. Like that doesn't happen. And I also don't think it was the right therapist for you. I know you liked her because you know, you went well, one she session and she, yeah, everything. we went one session and she was like, forgive yourself. And I was like, bitch, he doesn't need to forgive himself yet. I went to her for like eight sessions and she was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> right. By the time you left, she was like, people should be bowing to you. <laughs> no, but it was nice just to be able to go there and talk and say all the things to somebody who's not you or somebody who's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what felt good. Just mm-hmm. being able to do that, whether she agreed with me or not. And she did because I'm, you know, I was right. And she agreed with me. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but it was just saying it, like saying it out loud to somebody who I don't even know. It was just kind of a re- relieving, like it just yeah, release, a, yeah. It that just felt great. Um, wait, what'd you say? What was the second part of that? There was another part that you. Asked no, me. I had just said that you know, even even with you going, and you know that you said that. Okay, Danielle made me made me go here. Made me yeah, I don't remember you. doing that. You did. Okay. If you say it, Dave, I have it on tape. I'm sure, I'm sure it's already on Instagram. <laughs> it's already been submitted yeah, to the it's FBI. On, it's on a, uh, what are those things called that you do the uh, on Instagram? On a story? Story. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, but Oh, by the way, yeah. I'm answering all these emails from people who are um, buying the date night questions and they're like, oh, I need another copy if you don't mind, please. And I respond. And, and yeah, they if say, you've lost the link, we will give you a new oh, yeah, one. Yeah, of course. No problem. But they'll... But a ton of people are like, oh, and P.S., I love you on Instagram. And I reply back like, oh, thanks so much. Because <laughs> I answer all the emails for these requests. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not allowed on Instagram. So <laughs> thank you from Danielle. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like Kanye's performance just got pulled from the Grammys. He's not. He's no longer allowed to perform at the Grammys because they're like what because he's kind of having a meltdown I don't know you're not following I, any of all this. those words you just said yeah yeah I yeah, don't yeah. Understand. but people out there know he, Kanye has been like oh my god he's having like it's insane and the Grammys were just like okay you are no longer performing because we don't know what you're going to say mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to say on Instagram if you are <laughs> to take the reins and Instagram already oftentimes blocks what I say and everything. And I am tame compared to you. Oh, if I'm not in there for one day, we're going to be kicked off. Yeah, I'm like- there for, <laughs> I am doing this for our protection. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have to take another break. So we'll be. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Be right back. Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, I said we're going to talk about this later. So read me, please, because I need you to ask me questions. The last question there. In what other ways do you think we could better our relationship and understand each other besides <laughs> therapy? You sound like a fourth grader, like reading their like autobiography <laughs> or whatever the hell they read in school. Wait, in what other ways do you think we could better our relationship or understand each other better besides therapy? I asked you that. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. That was your question. Oh, right. So what I was talking about at the beginning was about we went away to Woodlock, right? And it was the first time in so many years that we've been together. And I just feel like spending more time together is another form of therapy that like we don't even realize exists anymore because we're all so fucking busy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's time that we just don't have. And I think it just causes so much angst in marriages these days, which is maybe leading us to need more therapy. I mean, the only time we have together pretty much is to annoy the fuck out of each other, right? So I'm at work all day. When I'm home on the weekends, if I'm home on the weekends, it's like, hey, we need to take care of this. Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Like, these are the responsibilities that we, it's all just about things that we have to do and how can we help each other? And it's never just downtime because we don't have that time. The only time we get to see each other is 20 minutes in the morning, getting rushing to get the kids on the bus and whatever we have in the morning. When I come home from work, you've had your shit day with you know working and the kids and all the responsibilities. I am exhausted. It's, you know, can I have an hour? You know, let's sit down and watch TV. No, we don't have the time. Like whatever. There's no time. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we see each other, it's, it's annoying. Cause it's, I need help with this or I need help with this or the kids need this, or we have to schedule this. Like it's all responsibility talk. Right. So we don't have that time to just be with each other. Right. Right. So when we were away at Woodlock, there was no thought of anything except enjoying the time that we have together could you think of for one second while we were away, like I need a therapist? No, like I didn't. Like I was, just, I was just so happy with us just all being together, right? Like if we all had more time together, without thinking about all those responsibilities, would we all need therapy as much as that we actually do? Like I don't think so. Well, it depends. You know, I think I. Th- think what you're saying is true. I think so much of it is that we're disconnected, especially as couples and couples counseling. We're so disconnected. I mean, I think you and I like each other the most when we are alone away together, obviously. I think that's obvious. You know, I recently said when I, you know, I was in an interview, I was in an interview the other day and I said to the, he's a therapist, the guy who I was talking to. And I said, um, you know, my marriage at Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. is completely different than my marriage when we're away at a hotel on a Saturday night with a steak and wine dinner. Like, those are two completely different marriages with the same two people. Sure. And and so I do absolutely, I totally agree with that. However, I do think that that there are, you know, my OCD can't be cured from that. Bipolar can't be 
cured from that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Depression can't be cured no, from that. Of I, I know, not. I know, but 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 a lot of times there I'm, are. I, all, I'm not talking about medical conditions. I, I'm talking 100%, about a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I totally get what you're saying. However, I do think there are all these underlying issues that come back when you're back from that. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like if it was more of like, we all work so much, yeah. right? We're all away from each other, either physically or mentally or focusing on other things other than family mm-hmm. that when you finally get back to yourselves with each other, it's okay. Now it's time for family responsibility. There's never that time to just Hey, let's all just be play a game or whatever. Like we all saw it, you know, in quarantine, you know, like we were all let's play a puzzle or let's let's do a puzzle, let's play a game, let's mm-hmm. do whatever. But on a daily basis, it just doesn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Like I realized when I come home from work, you know, it's seven o'clock, seven thirty, craziness is happening, the kids are driving me nuts and they're doing the things of just being kids and I'm ready to fucking blow my mind like mm-hmm. and yell at them and just be fucking crazy. And while we were away, they were doing the same things to annoy us, right? They were still being annoying and still wanting they whatever. Were there. Can I be? Right. But I didn't have the same reaction of right. wanting to explode. Yeah. I was able to rationally and calmly be like, right. either no, or this is why not, or whatever. Well, and other people were planning our activities. So it wasn't the type of thing right. where we're like, all right, we're going to play a board game. You're all going to sit here. These are the rules. We're going to explain the rules. We're fighting about the rules, blah, blah, blah. This was very much like, okay, you're all on the same team. You're playing against other families. Like you're all doing, you know, you're working mm-hmm. as a team, whatever. And somebody else is coming up with it all for you, which is huge. It takes all the burden off of you. All you have to do is have fun, mm-hmm. you know, and that's huge. Like I know if I was home a lot more, we we would not be having therapy sessions as we are now about how I'm not understanding or helping in the ways that you think I should be Yeah, because I'm not here, right? You were so much more helpful during the pandemic. I, right. A hundred percent. Like if, so that's, that's kind of my point, mm-hmm. you know, like we need more time together just to exist together and, you know, love each other as a family, Yeah, but which we don't have time for anymore. We're all just too busy. But I also think that you're talking about therapy as a, uh, is playing defense, right? That stuff is going on and you're, you're super stressed. And so you're playing defense to, to, to battle against these things that have happened that, okay, we've been fighting a lot and whatever. And so now we're going to get therapy to take care of it. In my mind, therapy should be a consistent ongoing thing, which is why I say, I don't think it should be something that you just do for three months and you stop. I think therapy should be an offensive thing that we are all sort of, you know, using it even when shit isn't so terrible. Mm-hmm. You're talking about it in a sense of, you know, okay, I, I want to, uh, how are we going to keep these fights from happening? How are we going to keep from screaming at our kids like this? How, what are all the things that we can do to play offense in all of this? And I think that's the problem is that so many people think of it as a defensive thing, right? As a last resort. And therapy isn't. Therapy should be an ongoing, you know, we have all these things that we see. You make your, you know, I make my OBGYN for twice a year. I know. I have to go to the OBGYN. I I do because I have issues twice a year. Most people go once a year. 
I know I have to get a mammogram every year. I know I have to go to the dermatologist every, like all these things that are like everybody says, this is, this is the mandatory. If you want to stay healthy, this is what you do. There's nothing like that for therapy. Nobody's out there saying, listen, you got to go to therapy, you know, even every other week. Like there have been times when I don't go to therapy every week. I go once a month. I can't afford it every week or, you know, I don't have the time or whatever, but it's a check-in when things are probably feeling like they're flaring up, I go every week. Right. But like I said before, it's not even just about is something wrong? Is everything right? Is ever? It's just good to say things to somebody else other than your spouse or other yeah. than your partner. or Just to talk out loud is so relieving and so refreshing. And like just to say things that you didn't think you could say to somebody, yeah. but that you know is in confidence, is, mm-hmm. is private, is, and saying things is just such a relief, mm-hmm. you know, and that alone, what whatever it is, you know, you could talk about your partner, you could talk about yourself, you could talk about, and you know, it's not going anywhere else other than that room, but to say it out loud is just so refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say is we were talking before about how I don't know that that was the right therapist for you. And when I was younger, I don't know that that was the right therapist. The therapist I have now, who I've spoken about a lot, you know, one thing that I, I, I sort of thought to myself recently, which is I think the beauty of being in your 40s and getting older and knowing yourself and what your needs and your wants are more, is that I think in the past I've always gone to therapists that were very serious, you know, that were very, very like business-like almost. Mm. They treated it as like, you're going to tell me what's wrong and I'm going to tell you the solution and we're going to go back and forth and... I used to walk into therapy and every time I went in, I would just start to cry. Like I don't, it was like a reflex. I would walk into therapy. I would sit down before I even started talking. Mm -hmm. I was crying. And I think it was a discomfort. I think I was very much like, okay, this is, I'm, it's a release and I'm, you know, uh, this is a very serious environment and I was very intimidated and. Um, and I am not a serious person. I, I can be at times, but I don't do well. I'm not most comfortable when I'm around people who are very serious. I'm comfortable around people who say fuck a lot and who, you know, joke around and who are okay with me, you know, talking about measuring penises and all this <laughs> shit. And, and this is the first time in my life that I have a therapist who I feel like, not that, you know, she's not a joke. She's a serious therapist, but she... She embraces all of that about me and she makes jokes and she accepts my jokes and and I and I don't walk in and cry. I walk in like this is me. I'm studying about me. So you should know the real me and the real me is someone who is 44 and makes dick jokes like that is who I am as a person. I'm not somebody who sits there and wants to talk in psychological Freudian language. I Mm -hmm. just don't. And I think that's so important. And I think that's important for what we give our kids, too. Like, you know, for Mia and everything, it's important to me that, you know, she has a certain kind of therapist. I would love to find her a queer therapist. Like, you know, I just, Ian said to me recently, because he was going to a female therapist, and he, I'm so glad he said to me, I would really like a guy, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, okay, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I get that. Um, but the conversation was open and he sees that, you know, you and I go as couples too to therapy, which we haven't really talked about, but we do. And he sees like in our family, it's just therapy is just p- 
part of the process. Yeah, it's another thing. It's like, another it's, thing. It's okay. It's just part of existence. Yeah. It's part of, yeah. Right. And so, you know, that opening up that conversation, but I do think that just like anything else, you don't want to talk to somebody who, who doesn't get you. And for a long time, I think I did that. I went to very right. serious people, very reputable, you know, PhD, this and that and whatever. Right. Those guys I was talking about before who were like, you know, it's you know hard to talk to right because and then he so, finds like, the structure. robin williams in in goodwill hunting yes. the robin williams who's you know like robin williams and and yeah i think the same kind of thing and we shop around for everybody right like when before i found a pediatrician for our kids i asked 20 people do you like your pediatrician what do you like about them what do you not like about them you know how do they feel about this how do they feel about that and we you know we do it about uh, Elderly care for our parents. We ask a ton of questions and everything. We need to do that with therapists too, especially now that telehealth is available. You can have a therapist in California if you're in New Jersey. Right. You can have a therapist in New York if you're in California. Like the options are endless and we need to take advantage of that. So, you know, I do think the right fit is is good. I feel like I have not fucking let you talk in forever. That's all right. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. I'm, I was wondering, when you have your therapy sessions on Zoom, do you lay on the couch? Like no, across I do the not. couch no. and like Zoom with her? No, I like being, I don't like laying on a couch. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not during a therapy. I like to look at her. We look at each other. Yeah. She's no. super cute. <laughs> I always look really ugly, but like we like look at each other and we laugh and, you know, it's just like. It's a little bit of, like I said to my sister one time, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of want her to be my best friend. You know, like I could be, I feel like it should be someone who you could be friends with. Oh. And she wouldn't, she's way too professional for that. But I do. Uh, it, what's that called when you fall in love with your nurse? Is that what you're, what's happening to you? I don't know. The Nightingale effect. Is that what that oh, is? Holy shit. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> is that what that is? I have no idea, but I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, look that up. Oh, shit. I think that might be it. You might be falling in love with your therapist. I mean, I'm in love with every woman who makes me feel good. Right. So that makes sense. Okay. But um, but yeah, and, and I would never want a male therapist. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah I have no, no interest you, in a male. You could not no, have a male no, that, therapist. No, that, that, that makes no sense to me. No. I'm not saying uh, nothing against male therapists. No, nothing but it's not against for you people who personally. Like male. That's yeah, okay. Yes. All right. Um, I think, do, are we done? I have what, one more Ooh. thing, maybe. Let's not get. Keep it going. Let's I not like, get too into this. I like this. this. Okay? Why? I don't want to get too into this next topic. Oh, 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 okay. okay? I thought you meant therapy, and I'm like, here no, we no, go. No, 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 no. The next question, let's just go through it kind of briefly. I don't want you, because I know you're going to have very strong opinions about this. Um, okay. You asked me to talk a little about my history with medication and what I think about medication for me, for myself, you know, maybe other people as well. I don't know. Right. So we, <laughs> we spoke before I was in therapy when I was young, stopped real fast, then went to the ADD therapist or doctor, was put on medication, quickly found out I can abuse that medication and use it as drugs, which I did put me on the wrong track, ruined my life for a few years. Thank you. That was important to yes, say. Yes, of course. But um, for me, personally, for just me, not you, Danielle, not anybody else listening out there, I don't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. Okay. Thankfully, I don't think I need to be. If I did need it, of course I would do it. 
you know, like I think for you, you you feel you know you need to be on medication. Oh, 100%. Right. Oh, and I me think and it's, Zoloft, man, and, we're going to be in retirement home and together. And I think it's wonderful that it, it exists. And for you, it works. Thank God. Like, love it. Totally. I just have this feeling like I don't want to be on a thing for the rest of my life that I have to know that I have to take. That's just my personality, my mental capacity here. Like, I don't want to have to do it. If I had to, I would. Mm-hmm. Have I defended myself enough here with what I'm trying no, to say? No, I understand completely. And yeah. I agree that I don't think you need to be on medication. Right. I completely agree. I didn't like how you got off of medication. Right. I know that. That was my problem was that you were on medication when, when things were really, really bad and we were going through a really hard time. Not just us, you personally. Right. Because I don't think I needed medication. I think I needed heavier therapy. I think you needed medication at that time. But I think it was temporary. Yeah, but is that a thing, like a temporary medication? Oh, sure. Lots of people go on it temporarily. Absolutely. I feel like it, okay. Oh, no, not everybody who goes on medication is on for their whole life. Absolutely. Okay. I I, will be. I will be. I will be, uh, when I am buried, put me in a uh, a, a three-quarter length dress, maxi dress, with some makeup, and and put uh, four Zoloft bottles under my arm. (laughs) Okay. But, but, here's the thing. Okay. When you went off of medication, we didn't talk about it. You didn't talk to a specialist about it. You were very Adam-like where you were just like, eh, I don't need this shit anymore. And you just fucking went off of it. Right. And that really bothered me mm-hmm. because it was another like, oh, okay, he's just going to do what he wants to do. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And he's not going to consult anybody. And we're not going to do it the right, quote unquote, right way. And that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Because it was very like Adam, like I'm going to make my own fucking decisions. And, and that bothered me. Right. I didn't I, like. I, I didn't, agree that you do not need to be right. on medication I didn't like now. what it was doing to me for me. Like it wasn't working for me properly. Mm-hmm. I was a zombie. I was tired. I was not functioning mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't for me. So I just stopped, mm-hmm. which you're not supposed to do with medication. Like you're supposed to wean off or whatever. But for me, didn't want it. Didn't like it. Yeah. So and I found out my, like four months later. Right. In an episode. No. Yes. I don't think we aired the episode because I think I freaked the fuck out. Uh, no, we were actually sitting on the couch. I, rem- I remember what had happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sure. I, 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 I agree. I don't think you need medication. I think you need therapy ongoing. I, that's what I was saying. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think that you need. I agree. Me, on the other hand, I am very much. And, and you, same as you. I, I'm not. Everybody feels differently about their, you know, their situation and and very strong feelings about medication. I am not the type of person who's going to like research different fish oils and be like, I, you know, oh, if I do this or I have this, I don't need to be on medication. For me, it works. I know what I'm like when I'm off of it. I don't ever want to do that again. Uh, I am very, very comfortable being on medication. My mom, who suffers from horrible OCD, also grew up without medication and suffered like fucking crazy. And to this day says like medication is a gift. I truly believe that too. Um, There are a lot of people who disagree with me. I have friends who have who suffer from stuff and aren't on medication and, you know, do their own different thing. That is not me. I am very, very comfortable with me on medication. Our kids know I leave the bottle out they're old enough they're not going to take it but they know mom takes her medication every night Mm -hmm. and and uh, they're very comfortable with it you know and and i'm 
open and honest about it. Uh, and I have no absolutely zero shame about it. But no, yeah, nor should you. Right. Of course. But I totally agree that there are not everybody needs medication and a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, that reminds me, I forgot to take my medication today. For what? I got to take it because I'm getting old. I have a reflux Oh, you have pill that I have to take. <laughs> I know. I just remember so that. So crazy. I'm getting fucking old, right? Like my throat was bothering me. That happened. I, I talked about it on an episode a few weeks ago. That my throat was bothering me. You thought me. you were dying. I thought I was dying. I mm-hmm. went to my doctor. And he was like, yeah, here. Here you go. There's a reflux thing. I'm like, oh, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Same with my back. My back for the first time feels better in like three months. And But... We are finishing our basement. We have a workout room. I'm going to start working out and eating healthy, and I'm going to be fucking awesome pretty soon. I feel like I'm 25 All right, just don't get annoying about it. Okay. Really. Don't get annoying about it. I have no interest in that. I know. I'd rather you be flabby for for sure. Well, I won't be flabby, but. I will. I'm going to be flabby for the rest of my life, and I'm going to embrace it. All right. Um, Okay. Yeah. Please, 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 please rate and review. I love the messages we get. I absolutely love them. The messages that you give me on Instagram, send me the Instagram message and then go and rate and review. Spotify now also is doing ratings, not reviews, oh, but ratings. New. Okay. Yes, brand new. So if you are uh, ratings, not, not if reviews, you, right. If you okay. don't have Apple Podcasts, um, and we are going to be coming out with a parenting version of the date night book. So um, if you have any requests of what you'd like to hear on there or read on there, please just, you know, let us know and go in. Um, a lot of therapists are now putting our date night questions. Uh, I've noticed. That. Yes. Yeah. We have Speaking a lot of, of therapists getting in touch with us saying, do yeah. you mind if I recommend your date night yeah. questions and everything? So it does not take the place of therapy. Please still go to a therapist. We are not experts. Fuck no. And they are experts. But we, this you know, helps. we ask some good questions. Yes. Uh, so, this you know, the conversation going. Yeah. M&M podcast is the code that you, only you can use for 20% off. <laughs> you and only you. Only yes. you. Yeah. Crazy Eddie's. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. All right, guys. Love thanks. you. Love you. Bye. Bye.